So this morning, um, I'd like to reflect, explore, introduce the practice of equanimity. And before I do, kind of getting into this way of, of doing things, I'd actually like to hear if anyone... Um, Anyone would like to say, yeah, in a word, in a sentence, what what do you hear, or what does when when the word equanimity comes up, what it, what is it that you hear, or what does it mean to you? So it's an open space, no pressure. But kind of what is equanimity in your experience? Balance, freedom, cool, hmm. groundedness, even keel. Hmm. Seeing clearly in a situation. Mm, being close, 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 sorry, being close to all things. Mm. Resilient. Shichru, that's Hebrew. So, um, can be translated a few different ways, but... Um, Liberation, something that liberates. Or releases. Sorry? Steadiness. Mm. Noticing what is there without identifying too much with it. Universal compassion. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's see if I can repeat that. Im. Can you? Per. Ter. Mabal. Yeah. Beautiful. Cannot penetrate it. Mm. A sense of general okayness. Mm. Common humanity. Anything else? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I'll repeat that. There's a toy called, what was it? A weeble wobble that just always comes back to the center. Yeah. Always writes itself back. Yeah. Great image. Mm. Acceptance. Mm. Good. So I can just stay silent now. 
It's wonderful. <laughs> Just kind of, you know, really touched on all the different flavors that equanimity has and kind of the use of how, you know, different words um, have, you know, how, how rich it is. It has different flavors and also the images, yeah, how, how much images can really give us a sense of of what this quality is. But most importantly, um, really touching on the fact that we, we actually know it, yeah, we have a sense of it. Yeah, and sometimes the word equanimity, you know, because we don't use it so much, um, we might kind of really be like, what, what is this? Yeah, what is this? But actually we know it. Yeah, we know it in our experience. So really, really beautiful and helpful to, yeah, just to open that up. And like you say, you've done most of my work for me this morning. So I will still say a few things. <laughs> this can't stop me as wise as you are. <laughs> so the first one is, is kind of to kind of really bring in equanimity, you know, into this this family or this network of the Brahma Viharas. Um, really kind of it sits there um, interwoven with the other three. Uh, Caroline was touching on it yesterday, how they they are really like a, a network. They really work together, color each other, support each other, contain each other. And with equanimity in particular, I always feel like it really, when we feel into it, it really contains, you know, it contains that, you know, the compassion, the meeting with the difficult. It contains the joy. Yeah, really has all of that. And that underlying attitude of friendliness. And I also find it interesting um, to see how in different Buddhist traditions, um, I'll just touch on it now, the, the Brahma Viharas, the immeasurables, they're kind of taught in different sequence. So in the Tibetan tradition, equanimity will be the first. It's seen as the ground that the others kind of are rooted in and come from. So just to say that, yeah, and for each of us to just feel that sense of flow and the connection between them. And for each of us, there may be um, a particular one of these four immeasurable attitudes or qualities or ways of looking that feels more like that's the ground. And from there, I kind of explore and hold and contain um, the other ones that's the case, to just really acknowledge that, that's a very helpful insight to have. And as we're um, cultivating any of them, we're cultivating all of them. Yeah, so they kind of move together. So also to really emphasize highlight how, you know, just as we've been hearing here, equanimity is really already here, yeah? It's already present in our lives and in our practice, yeah? And sometimes um, it's actually really present 
um, when we think it's really absent. Yeah. So, for example, you know, there may be a moment um, or a period where we're sitting here practicing, and there may be a lot of maybe some some kind of inner turmoil. You know, it might be a lot of thinking, it might be emotional, it might be a lot of physical pain, and there can be a sense of like, where's the equanimity? <laughs> kind of, this is really intense, and yet the equanimity is there. Yeah, it's actually in that awareness that knows the experience, yeah? Because knowing that my mind is just incessantly caught up in thought, yeah? Is not being caught up in the thoughts, right? There's in that awareness that knows. There is a part of ourselves that is steady, balanced, seeing clearly. Does that make sense to people? Yeah. It's it's really important to come back to that, yeah. To come back to that again and again. And particularly so those times when we feel really overwhelmed or caught up, that's okay, but there is a seeing here. And that seeing has spaciousness in it. That seeing has steadiness in it. That seeing has an even keel <laughs> to it, yeah. That's, that's kind of just to, to really highlight that. And equally, you know, talking about situations where we're overwhelmed by kind of negative things, but also, you know, a moment when we really feel deeply touched by, you know, generosity or beauty. Yeah, there's a real sense of really being touched there too, in that awareness that is revealing the experience. There's a steadiness, there's a wide space. There's a big view that we can kind of sit back into, rest back into, as that experience is unfolding, yeah, as that joy, as that resonance is unfolding. And our practice is, is very much about opening to this and then also inclining, yeah, inclining the mind, inclining the being into that spaciousness into that which is revealing and revealed. Yeah. Very much using these opportunities to see there is seeing here. Yeah. There is clarity here. And something that I have um, found helpful is um, the kind of gentle distinction between two particular flavors of, of equanimity. Or if we use the language of baskets again, I like that. There's like two baskets of equanimity. Um, in Pali, there's actually two words um, which are then translated. It's like, if you remember, that was the case with compassion as well. There are two words that are then translated um, into English as equanimity, and, and they have slightly different flavors. So the first one, which is um, upeka, uh, that's the word, that's the equanimity um, as one of the four Brahma Viharas, and also appears, it's very popular with the Buddha, by the way, very popular. It appears on lots of his lists, this, this attitude or quality. So upeka, um, 
translated by Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, yeah, he's very a star of this retreat. Um, he translates it as uh, to look over, to look over. Um, that's kind of a breaking down the word into its a few components, and he comes up with that. Um, so really having the sense of a big view, yeah, a big view. Um, sometimes, apparently colloquially in India, at the time of the Buddha, Upeka was often used as seeing with patience. Yeah, I really love that one. Yeah, seeing with patience. And sometimes um, it's translated as seeing with understanding. Seeing with understanding. So understanding, again, with kind of two meanings here, both of understanding as wisdom and understanding as that resonance with others or with ourselves, yeah, like that compassionate resonance. And all of these ways of seeing um, upeka equanimity, a real sense of this big view of seeing kind of the wider picture that is you know, within, behind, underlying, whatever the particular appearance is in this moment. Yeah, so seeing the big picture of what is arising. And another way of seeing that, and I think it's very close to, to what someone here, several people were saying, is to see what is arising, to see something without um, being hooked by what we see, yeah? without getting hooked yeah? into the story, into the habit, yeah? into the reactivity. So we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing, oh, busy mind. But we're not getting hooked into, you know, that's who I am, the identification or the reactivity. I need to get rid of this or this is wrong or I'm a bad meditator or whatever that would kind of bring in. So seeing without being hooked by what we see. Another way of saying that, not taking things personally. <laughs> yeah, another way of saying not identifying. Not taking this mind state, not taking this, um, you know, the fact that I smiled at someone and they didn't smile back. Happens a lot on retreat, you know. Not taking that personally. Not taking that to be who I am or about me. Yeah, that's a really kind of big view understanding. And I think, you know, we all can really feel how helpful that is when that is present. Yeah, how helpful that is, how much it reduces our experience of suffering and of things not being okay. Or of us or myself not being okay or someone else not being okay. And that brings a great sense of peace. Yeah, a great sense of peace, a great sense of ease to our being, even if experience itself continues to be challenging. Yeah, but just that not not biting the hook, not getting hooked. So that's one flavor. 
of equanimity. And um, the second flavor comes from a really long word in Pali, which I'm probably going to mispronounce abominably. Tatra Majha Tata. Tatra Majha Tata. Which means to stand in the middle of all this. I love it. (laughs) To stand in the middle of all this. There's a short version of that. I don't remember who came up with this, but there in the middleness. There's a short version of that. To stand in the middle of all this, or there in the middleness. Just that sense of, okay, in the middle of this, yeah, this human catastrophe, yeah, which it really feels like sometimes, yeah, personal, global, social, whichever way you want to look at it right now. In the middle of this, just standing. Just being, just grounding in the middle. And that's a real, this is really the flavor of the balance and the centeredness that people were bringing up. You know, that, I'm going to forget it, wibbly wobbly. (laughs) Wibble wobble, exactly that. It's a great image, you know, it's just there in the middleness, you know, life is throwing one way or the other. And just comes back, yeah, just keeps coming back to standing in the middleness, yeah. So great to to have these images, whatever is happening. One of my teachers says, you know, holding our seat, yeah, just that sense of, and that can be very, very powerful in a meditation when a lot is going on, just that sense of I'm just holding my seat, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here with all of this. Yeah, whatever is arising, just holding my seat. All I need to do, just that, just that. And with this, again, a lot of you know images can be really helpful. Yeah, so we've had one really great one today. And, you know, I have this image, I think I mentioned it, of bamboo just being kind of whacked around (laughs) by the wind and the elements and the human beings and yet staying rooted, flexible, moving with what is going on but staying rooted, staying centered within that. And one of my own um, favorite images, which I think I've had for years, Caroline's probably heard me say this one many times, <laughs> is um, also a childhood one, is a seesaw. Yeah, there's a seesaw, you know, the, it's going up and down and up and down, but that point in the middle stays steady. Yeah, that point in the middle stays balanced and centered. So it's right there in the in the middleness, there in the middleness. And life is moving and our ideas of ourself are moving <laughs> and experience is changing. Centered, balanced.
And sometimes I, uh, I imagine myself actually standing on that point in the middle of the seesaw and then you get both. Yeah, you get there in the middleness and you also get the big view. Yeah, so it's a bit precarious there, but <laughs> it's, it's a really helpful image for me. So feel free to use it if, if you like it. So equanimity is really uh, rooted in wisdom. It's rooted in compassion. It's rooted in joy. And it's rooted in non-reactivity. And it also um, really supports us to nourish and cultivate all of those. Yeah, it nourishes non-reactivity. Yeah, it is non-reactivity and it nourishes non-reactivity at the same time. And definitely wisdom. And one one kind of kind of tendency that we might have with equanimity and it's it's fine if it arises it's something to explore is that we can feel it to be or see it to be or experience it to be quite detached you know see it as a you know particularly if we think of this look over things as a sense of distance yeah of distance but equanimity is is really not detached it's not distant it's actually a a, a real place of intimacy with life and closeness to life um Someone said this, um, sometimes described as um, being equally near or equally close to all things. Yeah. So it's not that it's the big view is a detachment or a distant distance, but it's actually we are equally close, we are equally intimate with everything, with all things. Yeah. So that can be helpful. And for myself, the the kind of, especially the last um, last period, really reflecting on equanimity and what it means to me, the the phrase that has been coming up very strongly is unshakable tenderness. Unshakable tenderness. So a real tenderness, a real intimacy with life, and at the same time that sense of unshakability of centeredness yeah, and for me that includes both these flavors that we've been speaking about yeah the balance and the big view rooted expansive and the Buddha as I said, equanimity makes it to a lot of his lists. Um, and he spoke about it as um, the, the human experience that um, gives us the closest taste to nirvana, yeah, to the unconditioned, to the unconditioned. So just to put that out there. And, you know, sometimes that can be like really open something up to just feel that uh, it has a it's a very human experience it's very accessible to us and yet 
um, it has that flavor of of nibbana to it, of the unconditioned, of the quenching of the fires, yeah, that coolness that someone brought in. So, with the practice um, of equanimity. Explore uh, a few things with it, and I'll I'll mostly guide that in 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 a couple of minutes. Um, very helpful to be really grounded in the body, and body awareness or the breath with this practice, um, and then open and explore. And for some of us, images are really helpful with that. Some of the images that we've brought in: mountain, bamboo tree, any experience you've had of seeing a really, really big, big view. I was thinking about, you know, being in an airplane and seeing, um, just seeing from that height, seeing the, the earth or seeing the clouds if you go above the clouds. Yeah, just having that sense of the big, big view can also be really helpful. So any of those images or whatever images that come up for you. And it's also possible to use phrases. Um, I'm only going to suggest two phrases. One of them is from Caroline. I fell in love with this phrase from her quite a few years ago. Um, And the phrase is, May I rest at ease with this changing experience. May I rest at ease with this changing experience. So that's one phrase that that I'll be suggesting. And and as always, if you have other phrases that you use or anything comes up, uh, feel free to use that. And the other um, phrase is from Stephen Levine. Um, And that one is, as it is, so it is. And you can even shorten it to just as is. <laughs> but as it is, so it is. And I found that one particularly helpful when um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a sense of overwhelm happening on whatever level. So, yeah, use images, use the, the sense of the, of the body and the groundedness in the body and the posture. Um, use the phrases and particularly what we'll be exploring now is also just using our capacity to to connect to awareness and receive experience and just see the arising and passing of experience. So impermanence is a great support for equanimity, the seeing impermanence, seeing changeability in experience. Okay. So let's practice together. So if you need to stand up, stretch, loosen up any part of the body. We have about half an hour to practice together. So do what you need to do.
And when you're ready, settling into your meditation posture. So taking a few moments to feel into the posture, make any adjustments that you need so that the body is as supported, stable, steady as possible. And then bringing the awareness to the body. Grounding in the body. If it's helpful, you can use the contact areas of the body with the seat and the ground. can use the back, tuning into the balance between the uprightness and the ease in the back and in the posture. Or if it's helpful, you can use the breath. So just grounding, taking a few moments to ground the awareness in the body, settle it in the body. And then gently stretching, expanding, widening the awareness through the body. Get a sense of a wide body awareness. Including the whole body and maybe a little bit beyond the body. Again, taking a few moments just to feel into this field of awareness.
receptive, sensitive, alert, field of awareness in the body, a little bit beyond the body. And then opening that field of awareness to receive sounds as they arise. So not reaching out, looking for sound. Just staying in this feeling of a wide field of awareness. Receiving. Whatever sounds are arising. The sounds arise not trying to identify, to analyze, to choose, but just receiving the sound. Feeling it being received by awareness, known by awareness. And letting it change and pass. So just staying for some time with this experience of receiving sound in awareness, without preference. Open to that changing nature. As sound arises, changes, and in its own time passes. Other sounds arising. And if the mind wanders, moves, we just come back to this grounded, wide awareness, receiving the experience of sound.
Noticing that some sounds come from outside, some sounds may be coming from within the body. All equally being received, allowed to change and pass. If you feel quite steady, you can open and include the body experience. Seeing if you can receive into awareness body sensations, the breath. (coughs) Seeing how they too arise, change and pass. Keeping the awareness wide and receptive. And grounded. Sounds, breath, body sensations arising and passing, flowing through the field of awareness, resting into that receptivity.
can include, if you're feeling steady, also some of the mental activity as it arises, seeing how also the mental activity arises, changes and passes. And we're keeping the awareness wide and grounded. Like watching clouds move across the sky. Or leaves flowing along the surface of a river. Moving within the largeness. If you notice that you're getting hooked or distracted, noticing how awareness gets smaller as we as that happens. And just acknowledging without judgment, with kindness. Ah, hooked. Or thinking. Or story, whatever is helpful. Kindly acknowledging and then coming back to grounding in the body, opening up the awareness and resting with what is simple, the sound or the breath. Just seeing that flow through the field of awareness. If it's helpful, you can use an image also, or you can use that simple phrase to help ground, to help steady and root. May I rest at ease with this changing experience. And you can repeat that mentally however many times in whatever rhythm and way is helpful.
May I rest at ease with this changing experience. wide grounded awareness sounds breath sensations mental activity just flowing through no need to hold on to anything no need to push away Resting into the big centered view, right here in the middleness. Arising, changing, passing. Noticing whenever the field of awareness gets smaller, shrinks, it's a natural movement. When that happens, just gently expanding out, stretching it out across the whole body, through the whole body. And opening to receive experience again.
May I rest at ease with this changing experience, whatever it may be. So we can keep bringing in this um, way of looking at our experience through the day. Bringing it into the transitions, you know, when we bell rings and we get out of the posture. Just seeing if we can keep that thread going of noticing the changing experience. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Experiencing is changing. Experience is changing, things are arising and passing. As we do our walking meditation, really beautiful to continue the practice. In there we can look or open to feel the changeability of sensations in more detail. How sensation changes through the walking, you know, both particularly in the feet and through the whole body. You can play and see if you can widen awareness as we've been doing also in the walking. For some people that works really well. Having a sense of this wide receptive awareness. Receiving whatever arises, yeah, the sounds, the body sensations, whatever arises in our inner life also. We can just receive it, really resting into that receptivity. Any moments of intensity or sense of overwhelm can bring in that, you know, may I rest at ease with this changing experience. That can be a real anchor for us, a real place to just center when things feel, yeah, difficult or overwhelming. So you can really use that. And we can really, um, with the walking, really see if we can, you know, this is another way, so don't maybe try all of these all at once, but, you know, really saying, okay, can I step for peace and with peace right now? Yeah, can I step with equanimity right now, with that sense of receiving whatever is here? Yeah, whatever is here, with that sense of steadiness, that sense of balance. That sense of that, you know, equally close to 
to all things, all things, in here, out there. So plenty to explore and to enjoy today as you move through the day. And I'll put, as usual, the, the phrases and some of the images will be up on the notice board if you, if you want to um, refresh your memory and use them. So yeah, enjoy the walking, enjoy the transition, enjoy just kind of really tuning in to this flow of life that is passing through us. Yeah. One thing that maybe I didn't say enough is that equanimity really um really connects us to, you know, we are in this part of this. Yeah, it's flowing through us and we're part of it. Yeah. Part of it. So taking time to really see if we can feel that. Thank you.